This is episode 162 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life. Today's articles are Emergency Foods, What to Do About Allergies and Sensitivities, and Uses for Salt Besides Putting It in Your Food. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. All right, hey, I'd like to welcome all the new listeners. I see the demographics. I know the downloads out there, so I just just want to say welcome and appreciate you being a part of the podcast. Hey, we've had a lot of great discussions over on the Facebook group. Uh, one of the things that I was going to say last night, and uh, I didn't write it down or anything like that, so I forgot to say it, and later on I was kicking myself, and I went ahead and posted it on, in the Facebook group, um, is have you noticed that the American public cannot focus on one thing, uh, more than one thing at a time? And if you just think back a couple of weeks, I mean, we were all focused on North Korea it was North Korea. We were all, you know, freaking out because of, you know, nuclear war and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, the little crazy uh, short man with the, the bad haircut is uh, sending, uh, you know, missiles over to the United States and hitting, hitting our cities. And then it was the NFL kneeling and all that kind of stuff. And uh, that still might play a little bit into as we go into this weekend. But now it's the, it's the Las Vegas thing and the Las Vegas shooting. And I'm not trying to downplay that at all. A lot of people lost their life. That wasn't cool at all. But people can't focus more than on, on one thing at a time. Uh, part of that is the media uh, because they focus on the one thing and they just nail it, nail it, nail it. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's, uh, they control the media and they control uh, a lot of the thought out there. Uh, but have you noticed that, that, again, the American people can only focus on one thing and then at that the things that happen are so emotional they just so grip us right we got nuclear war with the crazy man and uh, you know we're, we got the fear of nuclear war and we know what that would do we got uh, the the kneeling and how that affects us you know patriotically and uh, the flag and all that kind of stuff and you know the country in America and then we have this shooting which you know we all can put ourselves uh, in that place where it's like that um, you know people were people lost their life and it was a it was a, a you know a, a big massacre and all that kind of stuff and then that really grips us as well and so uh, you know we have all these things out there some people would say uh, maybe some of these things are orchestrated to get our minds off of things that are really happening out there uh, it could be maybe just a sign of the times that people are not able to mentally focus on more than one thing at a time so uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is out there. Uh, I just know that I try to stay aware uh, and uh, try to stay up to date on what's going on. And so I, I'm not focused just on one thing. So hopefully you're not as well because the world is crazy. There's a lot of things going on out there and we definitely want to stay uh, aware and uh, be as self-reliant as possible. All right, so uh, today is, uh, is going to be a special day because I do have a special, it's a short little article, but uh, I'm entitling it Conflicted, and uh, we'll get to that in just a minute, but we're going to get to our first article, and it comes to us from Beans, Bullets, Bandages, and You.com, and this article is Emergency Foods, What to Do About Allergies and Sensitivities, and actually this topic came up, you know, if you uh, listen to some of the episodes a couple of months back, uh, some of us in the Houston area got together for just uh, a dinner 
and uh, it was about it was four of us. We got got to got together for dinner and just to talk preparedness, and we we didn't know each other, uh, and so it was it was really cool that we can just kind of gather. Uh, since then, I've had people email me and say, "Hey, let me know when the next one is in Houston." I did say that we would be doing one in October. Things have been so crazy for me, but I do want to schedule something where we can just kind of get together. Uh, we had mentioned you know Saturdays would probably be best for everyone but uh we'll just we'll have to see cuz things have been so crazy for me um uh, but uh you know one of the things that we did talk about was being um you know having some some allerg- uh, allergic reactions and not really the reactions but uh to where it would uh affect uh, how we feel after we eat and, and things like that. And so there were some allergies out there and uh, intolerances. And uh, we, we did talk about that. And so that's one of the, the difficult things. So if you have a family member who, who suffers from that on a regular basis, uh, you know, what do you do about uh, you know, preparing for, for food and stuff like that? You've got to do a little bit of research. And hopefully this article will help you. Um, you know, we, uh, I did try to give the advice of maybe, uh, you know, I think that it was gluten intolerance. Uh, but you can, you know, you can eat beans and, and rice and those things get very tiring after a while. But you can also make flour from those. And you, with a grinder, you can grind those up. And uh, we don't always think about doing something like that because, you know, our mind is, is focused on, you know, flour from the store. It's white. It's already, you know, ground down or wheat or whatever, you know, those kinds of things. We don't normally think about other things that can be uh, ground down to where we can make different kinds of breads and stuff like that. Uh, and this article touches on that uh, briefly. So let's go ahead and get into this because I, I think there's a lot of people out there that suffer from this or at least have family members that might suffer from something uh, similar to this. And so they need to keep that into consideration when they are thinking about their emergency food. So let's go ahead and get started. If you're not inclined to be a label reader, you might not have noticed, but many prepper foods are pretty big on process scale. The problem is that means there are many, many ingredients in each food. Lots of them have unfamiliar names, even to those of us who spent too much time in chemistry labs. There's not a big issue if you have a constitution of iron and can eat anything without worry. It's troublesome if you have food allergies or sensitivities because it's hard to know what you're getting. First know what you've got. Do you have a food allergy, a food sensitivity, or neither? A food allergy is a violent rejection by your immune system of even trace quantities of the allergen, immediate type. Hypersensitivities such as peanut and shellfish allergies can be violent enough to kill the person within minutes after just a trace of the food. It's this type of allergy that people carry EpiPens for. If you have this kind of allergy, you know it. And please have an EpiPen or equivalent about. Dipyhydramine or Benadryl and related compounds are a very poor substitute. Delayed type hypersensitivities are food allergies that work much slower. They won't kill you, but they make you pretty miserable starting hours after you eat the food and maybe lasting for days. And so going back to the... uh, uh, when we met, I believe this was the, the type of allergy that the, um, the person had. Uh, food sensitivities aren't real allergies, but they do cause distress if you eat the food. Unlike allergies, people with food sensitivities can often get away with eating a little of the target food. If they eat too much, they get more or less vague and diffuse symptoms many minutes to a few hours later. Abdominal distress, gas, and diarrhea are the most common reports. 
If you're going to go to a lot of trouble to avoid a food, it makes sense to know where you are first. That's not as obvious as it might seem. For example, 1 or 2% of Americans are actually allergic, the delayed type, to gluten, a protein found in wheat, other grains, and many, many processed foods. Another 15% of the population or so are demonstrably sensitive to gluten but not allergic. On the other hand, more than half of Americans report they're trying to eliminate, eliminate gluten from their diets. It's the nutrition villain of the moment. Those of us who've been in the medical field a while have seen other such villains rise and fall in popularity. There are lots of reasons why a high flour, high processed food diet can make a person feel lousy that are not about gluten. You probably don't want to go to the effort of avoiding the gluten if it's not your real problem. A gastroenterologist or allergist can help you get the testing done to nail the issue down. So what's to be done? If food's hard to get, you might have to rely on prepper foods. And if you eat something unsuitable and end up with it uh, not, stay, not staying with you as long as desired, no matter which end it exits, might weaken you more than not eating in the first place. It's bound at least to make a bad situation more miserable yet. The best thing is to have prepper food of your own that suits your needs. Those fancy, silly, upscale natural foods are now your friend. I admit it, I've made fun of the trendy city folk and their trendy, all-natural, allergen-free, etc. foods. They do tend to be more pricey than it seems they should be too, but there are exceptions. They're of interest here because they have a short ingredient list that's quite clear and usually avoids the most common allergens. In other words, they're safe for someone allergic or sensitive. Some of them, made for the outdoorsy trendsetters, are also light, calorie-dense, easy to cook or cooking-free, and shelf-stable. Good emergency bag food. Emergency snacks such as Lara bars or Naked Bear granolas are two I happen to have tried that are good cook-free calories. And there is a picture of the Lara bar here. Um, you can see... Backpacker's Pantry makes meals that only require adding boiling water to the envelope and waiting 20 minutes to have a hot, robust meal that actually nutritious, filling, and easily chosen to be allergen-free. There's also a far cry in taste difference than the usual pasta with sauce, chili, or cream soup entrees that are so popular in many prepper food offerings. So that's a plus. There will be a review of some of these showing up on this site soon. For longer term, you're going to have to learn to cook. Five-gallon buckets of oats, potatoes, rice, corn, etc. with 30-year shelf lives are among the choices from prepper suppliers. Get a grinder to make flour out of them and you can learn to make a lot of acceptable substitutes for family favorites out of these materials. It's not quite as easy and familiar as wheat, but it's not that much of a reach. It's all manageable if you've thought and prepared ahead. Sure, it'd be nice to have one of those cast iron constitutions, but all we can do is to play the hand we're dealt with. Happy eating. So there's a couple of uh, comments here that you might want to check. Uh, there's a guy that goes around just causing trouble. He's just a troll, uh, it seems like, all the time. I've, I've noticed him on my website as well, um, you know, causing some trouble. So uh, uh, they've answered it. So Salty and Spice have answered it over there at uh, Beans Bullets, Bandages, and You. But... Uh, I believe this is, uh, you know, this is one of those things. There's, there's people out there that maybe they feel 
like uh, they're not going to be able to prepare you. Maybe you feel like or you have a, a family member, you just don't know what to do. And so there are things out there. You know, when I first started Prepper website, there was a lot of talk about grinding your own wheat. And you would see uh, grinders all over the, you know, the, the, my gosh, I even forgot the name, the Wonder the wonder grinder <laughs> it's something along those gosh i can't believe i forgot it already uh but anyway so you would see those all over the place and you just don't see them anymore uh, so uh but you can it's it's very easy to to get one of them I and they make the electrical versions of it uh or they make the the manual version so if you think the the poop might hit the fan someday and emp and all that kind of stuff and you're worried about all that then you can uh, ultimately, uh, you know, get get uh, one of the the manual grinders. But then they have the electrical attachment that you can add to that one as well. So you can do it uh, at home and you can practice that and uh, uh, get some uh, ideas from, um, you know, to practice with it. Anyway, uh, I just I'm sorry I had to go find the the Wonder Mill. That's what it is. And I couldn't remember what it was, but the Wonder Mill, uh, you know, they're two hundred dollars here on Amazon, and it's you know one hundred and sixty four reviews, four point five star. I mean, it's a it's a good one, uh, definitely it's a good one. And you, if you're interested in that, if you have a family member who uh, who suffers from some of these allergies, you need to think about it because rice and beans you can make flour out of it, and uh, you you can use those. So um, you know that's one option. Uh, there are foods out there like you know dehydrated foods that you can buy um that are you know that are gluten free and that are um you know that that won't give you all that issue if you have that problem uh legacy foods i link to them in all the show notes um i you know i am an affiliate for them but uh, they do create they do have some really great uh food great tasting food i've done reviews on it uh we actually gave away the mega pack sampler um you know uh few months back uh, but they do have a gluten-free line if you if that's something you want to look into and that might be where where you buy some of those just for uh you know real emergencies where you need to eat something very quickly but you learn how to cook with all the other stuff right so there are options out there uh, and maybe we need a, a little bit more um, you know a, a bigger list on gluten-free type stuff uh, haven't seen too much of that in my years on Prepper website, but I know it's out there because I know people uh, suffer from it and deal with it. All right, so uh, that, again, that's over at beansbulletsbandagesinu.com. All right, so I, I wanted to do something fun and um, provide a scenario here. So uh, not too long ago, I used to uh, advertise for uh, a, a, a game, a Prepper game, a, a deck of cards called Conflicted. And you uh, get to, uh, well, every card, there's, you know, there's uh, like 52 cards there. So it's like a regular deck of cards. But uh, on, on the back side of the card, there is a scenario that gets you thinking about uh, what, you know, gets you thinking about uh, a poop hits the fan scenario, right? And how would you handle it? What would you do? Um, it can spawn conversation with other people and just a little fun to kind of think of. Sometimes, sometimes maybe, maybe not too much fun, but um, in talking with uh, the creators of it, and I've talked about the Kickstarter, they, they have a new game out and uh, talked about that a couple, a couple of days ago and linked to that. Um, you know, I said, hey, I'd like to go ahead and try, you know, uh, 
sharing a scenario every week on the podcast. Are you good for that? And uh, they were totally the, you know, good with it. They gave me their blessing. And so I uh, went ahead and put a scenario on edthatmatters.com and uh, uh, have it there. And so there is, uh, and I provide this scenario for you, so I thought I'd read it. So if you are listening, you can kind of, uh, you know, listen to this scenario and then think about how you would respond, how you would, uh, how you would go about uh, taking care of uh, this situation. So let me go ahead and get started on this one. Uh, this is the first time for this uh, conflicted scenario. So here we go. Uh, the scenario is an electromagnetic pulse, an EMP, went off and you have about two weeks worth of food and water in your pantry and $200 cash. You also have a handgun and about 300 bullets and four more family members to look after. What would you buy with the 200 before total chaos took over? Why? Again, EMP goes off and you have about two weeks worth of food and water in your pantry and you have $200 in cash. You have a handgun, 300 bullets, four family members, and what would you buy with the $200 before everything, uh, the poop really, really hits the fan, and why? So uh, definitely, you know, go ahead and think that through, and, uh, you know, what would you do there? And then if you'd like to, I'd love for you to come over to edthatmatters.com. I'm going to link to the article uh, in the show notes, and you can come over, and in the comment section, you can leave your, you know, your, your whatever you would do, right? How would you uh, go about uh, in this scenario? And, uh, you know, you can learn a whole lot from, from uh, other people in the comment section. You can learn about, you know, you know some people, some, somebody who might be prepping for a long time might answer it a certain way. You're like, well, you know what? I never thought of it like that. That might be something that's, you know, that I need to consider. Or there might be someone who is new to prepping and they, they're coming with a whole different perspective and they answer this scenario and someone who has a lot of experience prepping might say, hey, wait a minute, you know, that's, uh, I'm going to look at this with an open mind and that might be something that makes sense, right? So if you get, get a chance, come on over to edthatmatters.com. Uh, like I said, I'm going to link to the, the article. So make it very, I made it very easy for you. And you can just drop it in the comment section, uh, your scenario, or how you would answer that scenario. Uh, I think that might be interesting, just kind of seeing what other people think and, and how they, they see it. All right, our next article comes to us from survivalsullivan.com. I love these articles because they're like those multi-use articles. It's, it's one item and then you get, uh, you, know, you get multiple ways of how to use this. And so this article is uh, dealing with salt. Uh, the title, again, is Uses for Salt Besides Putting It in Your Food. So there's a lot of uses for salt. Um, this article is going to touch on a lot of them, but it still is going to uh, basically you know, kind of scratch the surface of it because salt is so useful and definitely something that you should have in your preparedness. But, uh, so I love these articles, so let's go ahead and get into this one. And uh, I definitely learned some things that I didn't know, I didn't realize, and uh, I think you will as well. So here we go. When it comes to sprucing up a bland dinner or adding flavor to homemade pickles, there are a few ingredients that can compare with good old-fashioned salt. Salt allows food molecules to be released into the air and gives the food a distinct aroma and flavor. It highlights and suppresses the taste of food and is a necessary staple for any homesteading chef. However, did you know that there are multiple uses for salt outside of the kitchen? There are several different types of salt, all of which can serve distinctive purposes. 
Table salt is the most common type of salt and is finely ground, containing no trace minerals or impurities. It does not clump and has added iodine, which is necessary to prevent conditions such as hypothyroidism. Sea salt, and on the other hand, contains higher quantities of minerals such as zinc, potassium, and iron, making it excellent for cooking and food preservation. Other types of salt include kosher, Himalayan pink, Celtic sea, flake, and pickling salt. Although there are a vast variety of salts and their uses vary, it's important to remember that all salt can be given second life in these multi-purposing tips. So the first category is food preservation. You can increase longevity of foods. Salt acts as a preservative through the process of osmosis. When two chemicals are brought into contact with each other, they reach a situation of equalization. As a result, it can be said that salt helps to dehydrate foods by absorbing or equalizing the water contained within the food. This dehydration prevents the food from decomposing. To preserve your fruits, vegetables, and meat, you must completely cover your food with water and then gradually add salt until there, there are salt deposits on the bottom of your container. Store this container ideally with an airtight seal in the refrigerator for several days. After this time has elapsed, exchange the old brine for fresh. If you're dehydrating meat, bake it in the oven at an extremely low temperature. For short-term preservation, cut fruits and vegetables Cut fruits and vegetables can also be placed in a salt water solution. The salt helps prevent the pieces from turning brown and losing flavor. This is a great solution if you're cutting up large quantities of potatoes, apples, or other ingredients for cooking and need to temporarily prevent them from browning. You can test egg freshness. If you are a homesteader and tend to stockpile large quantities of chicken eggs, this is the tip for you. If you're not sure how long that carton of eggs has been in your fridge, never fear. Simply place the questionable egg in a cup of water with two teaspoons of salt. If the egg sinks, it's fresh. If not, it will float, and you should definitely be tossed, and it sh and should be definitely tossed. For the eggs you plan to keep, there is another use for salt. You can prevent eggshells from breaking during the hard boiling process by adding a few teaspoons of salt to the boiling water. This will save you time and energy and also prevent a nasty, stinky mess. Extend the shelf life of dairy products. As a prepper, it's important that you maximize the shelf life of all of your supplies, especially hard-to-store dairy products. To preserve cheese, soak a napkin or cloth in salt water and tightly wrap it around your cheese. This will prolong its shelf life and prevent mold. You can also add a pinch of salt to a carton of milk. Doing so will also will allow the milk to stay fresh a week or sometimes more past its expiration date. So this category is cleaning. You can season cast iron. Cast iron pans are fabulous cooking tools for homesteaders because they add an immense amount of flavor to your food and provide trace quantities of iron. However, since they have the ability to rust when exposed to water, they are difficult to wash. Salt can save the day. If you have grungy cast iron pan with stubborn remnants of food, simply pour one cup of coarse kosher salt into the warm pan. Scour using a rag, be careful not to burn yourself. Then dump the salt and briefly rinse with hot water. Dry or heat the pan immediately to evaporate the moisture. You can remove odors from wood cutting boards. Have you been cutting up some stinky salmon on your beautiful wood cutting board? Odors tend to linger for longer periods of time in wood because it can be tougher to sanitize. However, salt can help. 
Pour an ample amount of salt on your cutting board, then rub with a damp cloth before washing in warm water or with bleach. No more stink. Eradicate stains and freshen up. Salt is great at removing stains because it is a natural exfoliant. As a result, it can be used to clean hard water stains, dishes, coffee rings, the oven, and even stains from red wine or blood. A salt water paste applied to a surface is effective at getting out most tough stains. You can also clean your cleaning supplies with salt. Sponges tend to get gross with multiple uses. Rather than throwing it out and buying more, not a good option for most preppers, soak it in salt water overnight. When you wring it out the next morning, you'll think it was a brand new sponge. You can get rid of rust. If your outdoor furniture or fixtures have seen better days, salt can help. Make a paste with 6 tablespoons of salt and 2 tablespoons of lemon juice. Ironically, although salt often causes rusting, which you'll know all about if you live in a northern climate and own a vehicle, this combination can help remove rust stains from most surfaces. Just be sure to rinse thoroughly and dry so that the mixture doesn't set in and amplify the problem. You can deodorize your clothes. If you live an active lifestyle as most preppers and homesteaders do, you'll find that your clothes begin to tell a smelly tell after a period of time. To freshen up your shoes, spray the inside with a salt water solution. This will help eliminate and prevent future odors. You can also add a few tablespoons of salt to your laundry detergent. Salt is eco-friendlier than most store-bought additives such as OxyClean and will help keep your clothes fresh and bright while re removing any lingering odors. You can wash lettuce. You want your salad to have a crunch, but that crunch shouldn't be from all the leftover dirt. Lettuce and all other leafy greens such as kale or collards can be difficult to wash because the irregular shape of their leaves allow dirt to become trapped. If you soak your salad mixture in a water bath with a bit of salt, the salt will help to force away the rest of the dirt. And this is the safety and first aid uh, category. You can stop a grease fire. Grease fires are hard to put out but are frightening, frighteningly common. In fact, cooking fires are the most common cause of house fires in the United States. Don't rely on a fire extinguisher for small fires. Instead, turn to salt. Salt helps to smother fire as it deprives the flames of oxygen. It won't make a mess of your grill, barbecue, bonfire, or stovetop either. It also won't cause excessive smoke. You can treat wounds. The main chemical that exists in salt, sodium chloride, acts as a cell dehydrator in most situations. This means that simple cuts and injuries can be treated by applying a saline solution. Because salt forces the liquid in cells to move out of the body, it helps eliminate unwanted bacteria from entering your bloodstream. In essence, this helps to prevent infection and speed up the healing process. Next time you find yourself with a small cut, apply a small amount of salt water. Yes, it will hurt until the wound is healed. There's a little disclaimer. I'm going to go ahead and read it here. The author is not a doctor. Neither the author nor www.survivalsullivan.com shall be held responsible for the usage of the information in this article. Always got to say that to uh, just cover yourself there. All right, so uh, another thing you can do is calm inflammation from insect bites and stings. Let's face it. Insect bites are probably the number one most unpleasant thing about summer months. They itch, make you feel uncomfortable, and frankly, make you hate going outside in the first place. Fortunately, salt can help to alleviate some of the discomfort caused by bites or stings from honeybees, wasps, mosquitoes, and other flying critters. 
Soak a cloth in salt water and use it as a compress. This will help to cool your skin and relieve the itch. This remedy can also be used for rashes caused by poison ivy, oak, and sumac. You can also melt hazardous icy spots. One of the most common and most old-fashioned uses for salt is a de-icer. Salt naturally lowers the freezing point of water and prevents ice from forming on windshields, driveways, and other surfaces. Simply scatter salt wherever you need a surface to be slip-free. Ideally, this should be done before any precipitation, as salting works better as a preventative measure than as a treatment. You can also de-ice your windshield using salt. To do this, simply soak a sponge in salt water and rub all of your windows down. Let them dry. When your windows get wet during the storm, this will prevent them from freezing. So this is the medicine category, a nasal rinse. If you're feeling congested or simply want to help prevent a cold, try using a salt nasal rinse. This helps restore moisture and calm down testy mucous membranes inside your sinuses. This is a great home remedy for individuals who suffer from frequent colds or sinus infections. To make a saline nasal rinse, fill a squeeze bottle with a mixture of salt and water. Tip the bottle into your nose and allow the mixture to drain out of your mouth or through the other side of your nose. This strategy is much cheaper, in essence, free, and more natural than any medication sold in pharmacies. Um, so let me just, uh, I want to comment on this one very quickly. Uh, this is the idea of a neti pot. Um, if I remember correctly, uh, you just you should not be using like regular tap water here. Um, you need to be using uh, like distilled water, something that you know that that's safer. Uh, regular old tap water might have might contain uh, minerals and things or whatever. That and I, again, I'm not a doctor, so I'm going to give you that disclaimer the same as the website did here. Um, but I just remember someone saying that that you need to make sure that you're using. Uh, you know, purified water. You just can't be using or distilled water. Uh, you can't just use regular tap water when you're when you're doing a saline rinse, uh, because uh, you are uh, you can cause problems there. So I'm not an expert. I'm not 100% sure. I don't do saline rinses uh, because I just I don't know if I can ever just get used to the feeling of that. So if uh, this is something that you're interested in, uh, then you need to go do a little bit more research. But uh, even talk to a pharmacist. If you were to go buy a neti pot or something like that, so uh, you know, go check that out uh, uh, if you're doing the nasal rinse. All right, so let me continue on here. Uh, sore throat. Salt doesn't necessarily prevent or treat the under underlying infections or allergies that cause a sore throat, but it does help to draw out mucus. It can help loosen up congestion and limit those nasty sick time secretions. Mix a one-fourth teaspoon of salt with a cup of water and then gargle. This will help relieve some of the scratchiness in your throat as well as pressure and pain. And just going back to that saline, the nasal rinse, uh, if, you, uh, if you know, if you use, I know there's a lot of people out there who are a little bit more into the, the natural homeopathy remedy. So if you're using a neti pot or a nasal rinse, uh, hey, come over to episode 162 and drop it in the comments section, and then I'll, uh, you know, I'll let everyone know in the, you know, in the next uh, podcast so that they can uh, get that information as well. All right, so you can also deal with gum infections. Salt can also help prevent mucus and inflammation in the mouth that causes oral problems. Gum infections can be treated with a toothpaste made of salt, baking soda, and water. You can also gargle with salt water to help relieve canker sores and to freshen up your breath after a garlicky meal. Skin care. 
As you already know, salt is a great exfoliant. Sea salt scrubs are commonly sold in stores to help remove dead skin and refresh tired skin. Salt helps remove odors, rough patches, and calluses from skin. To use, simply mix with water and a few drops of essential oils to create a relaxing, fresh-smelling mix. Salt treatments can help to dry out acne and improve your overall complexion and skin health. Aches. If your muscles are screaming in agony from all the work you've been doing around the homestead, salt can help you take a load off. Fill a bathtub with Epsom salt and hot water and soak for several minutes a few times a week. If you don't have time to lounge in the tub, you can also make a paste of salt and any kind of gel such as aloe and apply it directly to your skin for instant relief. Digestion. Feeling a bit backed up? Before you reach for store-bought cleansers, try sea salt instead. A mixture of salt dissolved in water helps your system effectively push waste through the body. It releases toxins and improves your overall digest digestion. Pepto who? This is the home improvement DIY section or category. You can make soap. Next time you make homemade soap, consider adding salt. Not only does salt help to slough off dead skin cells and rejuvenate your complexion, it also helps add hardness to a bar of soap. If you find that your homemade soap is finding its way to a goopy mess on the floor than it is to your skin, adding salt could be the way to go. Fight weeds. If your garden is succumbing to weeds this season, that's not good news for your wintertime food stores. Attack those cumbersome weeds before they can take control by pouring boiling salt water on them. The hot water will kill the weeds and the salt will prevent their regrowth. This isn't a permanent fix and you must take care not to hit your precious plants, but it is a safe and natural alternative to chemical herbicides. This tip also works well in hard-to-weed areas such as the spaces between patio bricks or blocks. Salt can be dispersed among the bricks to help prevent weeds from popping up and ruining your landscaping. You can prevent ants and other pests. Many species of bugs hate salt. It kills slugs as it dehydrates them and prevents them from completing necessary respiratory processes. Ants, on the other hand, are deterred by salt as they dislike walking on the fine grains. Sprinkle a line of salt to prevent slugs or ants from entering a specific area or spray a salt water mix in a general vicinity. Salt is not toxic to humans or animals, so it's a safe alternative to raid and other insecticides on the market. Scalefish. There's nothing worse after a productive day on the boat than coming home to a pile full of fish that need to be cleaned. Though this is necessary, a necessary byproduct of the enjoyable and sustainable hobby, salt provides a way to speed up the process. If you soak fish in salt water before you attempt to descale them, you'll find that the task is much easier. You won't have to work as hard to peel the scales. Instead, they will fall right off as soon as you touch them. Pluck chickens. Even if you are lucky enough to own a mechanized chicken plucker machine, pin feathers remain an unfortunate component of the butchering process. Pin feathers are the tiny black feather shafts that form on a chicken's body as the result of new feather growth. They often remain even after the chicken has been plucked and though not harmful to ingest, give the meat an unsavory appearance. To remove them quickly, rub the chicken down with salt. The salt dries out the skin and makes it easier to pull out the stubborn pieces. This list is a mere sample of the countless ways to use salt as a cleaner, preservative, and tool around the house. Start stockpiling salt now. Every time you head to the grocery store, make sure you grab an extra carton. It will never spoil and will be a valued commodity to you as a prepper or a homesteader. 
The thing about salt is that you can't, you're not going to be able to find it uh, in in the wild, right? Unless you are you buy some salt mines or, or something along those lines, uh, and that's very very rare. Um, so when you think about you know uh, spicing up your food. I mean, there's a lot of ways that we can do that. A lot of, you know, the, the herbs and, and things that you grow out in your garden and you can do that. But people will probably wind up missing salt. Eventually that will that will run out. And the thing, if you think about it now, you know, you go buy one of those big containers of salt and that lasts you for a long, long time. But salt is one of those things that you should stock up on. It's so cheap right now. And if you can stock up on it and you can put it away, if you have room in your pantry... If something was to happen or when something does happen, that salt will be a very, very valuable commodity that you can barter or trade or that you can just keep for yourself because there are so many uses for it and uh, you definitely want it. You, know, you can buy them as cheap as 33 cents uh, you know, for, those, for those big uh, containers, right? And uh, it's definitely something to, uh, to add to your preps. Um, if you if you're not th really thinking about that, right? So salt is one of those multi-use items that you uh, you want to consider having, you know, uh, salt for uh, because you can use it in so many different ways. All right, so uh, good article over there. Hey guys, don't forget to come over to Ed that Matters and come uh, drop in the comments section uh, how you would answer that conflicted scenario. I'd love to to have your thoughts over there. And uh, we're going to be, I'm, I'm, I have posted it on uh, Ed That Matters, but I'm really talking about it here first. I haven't even posted it on Prepper website yet. Probably do that tomorrow night or, or uh, yeah, Thursday evening. So this is the Thursday podcast. So you'll have first crack at it if you're, if you're interested in doing uh, the comments or leaving your, your comments on how you would handle that scenario. So, hey, uh, thanks so much for being a part of the podcast. If you get a chance, come over to the Facebook group. Don't forget to sign up for the email list. And if you can give me some feedback, I love to always hear from listeners. You can come to episode 162 and drop a comment, or you can connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Hey, with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.